Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Jonathan Harvey, and I'm the host of the Modern Conservative Podcast. Um, I wanted to tell, let everybody know that I apologize. You know, past couple of days, I was not able to be on the air. I had some things that uh, came up, and uh, I promise you I'll give you a good show today. And uh, we'll talk about some things that are dear to our heart, and that is, you know, freedom, patriots, veterans, and uh, and it won't be about that dumbass Joe Biden today, I promise you. <laughs> um, today I have a guest with me, and uh, she's widely known in our state as a patriot. She does great things, great events, and she puts her heart and soul into what we all believe as conservatives. Miss um, Tina Horlocker. Tina, glad to have you here. Thank you, John. I really appreciate, appreciate you letting me be on. Tina, so tell you know, the world a little bit about yourself, who you are and how important you actually are to Utah. <laughs> Though you may not think so, but we recognize you actually are. Well, um, I... Well, wow, I'm not quite sure where to go from there. Um, Well, I will say that I'm a mom. You know, I'm a mom. I actually have 10 children and I have homeschooled those children. I got my master's degree while I was in the middle of all of that. And so I have just always had a real interest in the workings of government from my youth. I have a degree in journalism and I have a master's in political economy. And um, so I have done a lot of things, a lot of things in all of that at time. I've been involved with the Republican Party. I'm a former chair of the Davis County Republican Party. I'm mm. a, on my third term of the state central committee and I'm on a number of boards But um, I started planning events, well, actually quite a long time ago. I planned an event last October that was, that went really well. It's called the We Can Act Liberty Conference. I planned that with some some of my friends. And um, what happened was- That was was with Michael Flynn, correct? Yeah, that was with General Flynn. Yep. Yep. We we love General Flynn. We do. But we, I had a group of veterans who- were actually provided security at um, my October event. They were taking some people, some dignitaries down to the border and providing security for them. And, and at the border, they became so alarmed at what they saw that they came back and they came to me and they said, we have got to let people know what is going on at the border. And so after they talked with me for some time, they convinced me to help put this event on. And so so now we've got this event that's going to be on June 17th and 18th called the Utah Liberty Festival. And that's at the Maverick Center? That is at the Maverick Center. Um, it's going to be a Friday evening and a whole day on Saturday. The evening... Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, on Friday, it will go from 6 to 9. It will be a dinner speaker reception. It will be kind of an, more of an intimate setting. And... Um, we are filling tables. People can sponsor tables. They, they can buy individual tickets. But we're going to be hearing from Cash Patel, who was President Trump's chief um, of staff, and Admiral Kubik, Rear Admiral Chuck Kubik. He was um, an advisor to President Trump um, on the military. And so um, they are both men that are in the serious know of 
things that have gone on, things that are going on. And I expect it to be a very interesting evening. And I, I imagine that, you know, in that kind of a setting, people are always able to share more than in a larger you know, event. So I'm really looking forward to that evening. But this the Saturday event is also going to be equally amazing. And um, that will begin at 9 a.m. and go till 9 p.m. Doors will open at 7 a.m. There are going to be a lot of vendors, a lot of vendors. And um, at 9 a.m. we'll start and we'll just go until about 7.30. And then we're going to have a, a concert put on by the Nathan Osmond Band, which will be a lot of fun. I talked to Nathan today. He's going to make it super fun, super patriotic. And if you if you saw him perform at the We Connect Liberty Conference, then everybody should know to be way excited about that. You know, and, and not only that, Nathan is actually a good dude. Um, yeah, he is. I, I know Nathan as well. And I, I met him at an event because we go to these events all the time and uh, you get to meet a lot of people. And uh, he's, a, I really like my, and he's a fantastic singer. You know, I'm actually, you know, I'm actually impressed because in our state, in our country, you know, it seems like the veterans are, are forgotten in a lot of cases. I mean, at the VA, yeah. they definitely are forgotten oh, yeah. and it's for the veterans. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, it's a sad story. I got another friend of mine. He, actually, he's, I'm trying to get him to get involved. And uh, he owns a Patriot store. I mean, if you want a Patriot store, this is probably the only place in Utah. And it's called The Shop. And uh, it's in Layton. And uh, I'm telling you, Tina, when you walk in, the man respects vets. He does. He sells shirts and uh all the proceeds go to the vets and I'm trying to get him to come down to the event as well on, in June, on June 18th, because he put his money where his mouth is. And uh, so many times in our country, we think that uh, the freedom we have was give, given to us by the government. It is not. It was given to us by veterans. Veterans fought the wars that keeps uh, that made us that gave us freedom, you know, all the way down from the Civil War, all the way up to the Vietnam War, however you want to look at it. You know, there's always a veteran in the war and they need to be respected. And this is what I, you know, this is what I like about this event. It's truly about representing the veterans. Um, yeah. How did this idea come about? Was there certain triggers that bring it about? Or was it, I know Tyler from the use of a great, Spot love the vets as well. So this trip you guys take, and that's not an easy one, right? I mean, this is not easy to do. No, no. So, so no, there, there's been a whole lot that's gone into it. A lot of, believe me, blood, sweat, and tears into this yeah. event. But, <laughs> but above all, we wanted to first and foremost honor our veterans, because just like what you said, they are they are forgotten. And, and, you know, historically that's kind of the case. My, I, if I could quote a poem that I've taught my children over the years, it's, um, but I'm not going to be able to, I'll totally botch it. So I'm not going to try, but but it's true. It's basically about, you know, the veteran that in time of war, we, we admire and, and revere them. But then after the war is over and everything's fine, we forget them. That's, that's basically what the poem says. And, and so 
I, I, that breaks my heart. You know, it breaks my heart. And I've taught my children that when they see a veteran to thank them for their service. And I'm always touched when I say that to a veteran and, and he turns around and he, and he says, thank you. He acknowledges, Mm -hmm. you know, what I said, or, or they'll say it was my pleasure or, you know, you know, some, I've been really taken back by a number of things that they've said to me when I've thanked them for their service. But I mean, the statistics of veterans right now, homeless veterans, veterans that commit suicide, veterans that suffer from mental illness is heartbreaking. And, um, you know, I wish there was a good answer. I think if I were in charge, I think I could probably help a lot (laughs) because holy cow, I mean, how hard can it be to just take care of our veterans? And I don't know why we fell so profoundly in that way, but it, but it is, it is a, a sore on our nation. We need to take care of our vets. And, my... So go ahead. And at this event, you know, it's just a small token, but we, we are allowing veterans to come for free. And um, we do want to recognize them. We want, we want to have a, a lot of veterans at our event because, you know, they carry with them the spirit of patriotism and freedom. You know, it's, it's just... How, how can you compare anything to someone who's been willing to risk it all to protect our liberties? And, you know, two of my soft spots are homeless and veterans. You know, and every time I look at this administration or, or hear that this administration is giving Ukraine 40 billion dollars, I say and we are facing you know, a crisis in our own country. Granted, I understand, you know, that we need to have other countries. I completely understand that. But first and foremost, I believe that we need to uh, look at our own first. You know, it's nice to help out other countries, but the simple fact is we, as Americans, Americans pay taxes more than any other country in this world. Those taxes need to go to our fellow Americans who are homeless. And look, I know homeless people say, well, they make that choices, that choice. Okay, I get that. But beside the point, you know, they may make that choice, but they need an avenue, a place where they can go and lay their head and stay warm and stay dry. And some of those homeless individuals are vets. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them are vets and people don't make that connection, you know. And so we get I've said this many, many, many times, Tina, we get comfortable in our own personal lives. We forget about everybody else and they don't matter. But what the people forget to remember that if it wasn't for those vets and you can go all the way back, all the way back to the Civil War, we wouldn't have a lot of the freedoms that we have now. You go all about the Concord. We yeah. still wouldn't have the freedoms we have now is what make us the greatest country that we are to now. And it's really because of vets. Yeah, that's right. I have actually an ancestor who fought in the Revolutionary War as a double spy. He worked right. for, for General George Washington. And the so he was known as a spy by, by the American colonists. He was known as a spy, so everybody hated him. And the British thought that he they were spying for them. But in reality, he was spying for George Washington. And so he'd go out and find out whatever from the British. And, and then he'd get caught by the Americans. And, and then there would be some kind of an escape 
where he would get away and, and, you know, while that time while he was caught, he'd be giving his intelligence up, intelligence up, but he actually provided some of the intelligence for George Washington that allowed him to cross the Delaware and, and get that battle when they, when they caught the Haitians on Christmas mm-hmm. day. So anyway, you know, I, I definitely appreciate those men and women who have fought and, and died and bled for our liberties. You know, and I like you, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I just think that when people, when we're honoring our vets, we need to do it in a manner that's respectful and uh, kind because a lot of these guys go through a lot of things in their head. You know, I know guys that, you know, I had a friend of mine, he was in Baghdad. And he uses the phrase, if you know what's going in my head, PSD ain't crap. PST is not crap. He says, what goes on in my head is by far, by far, more than most people can deal with. And nowadays, people use, uh, you know, PST for everything now. Me personally, I think it disrespects veterans because when they come back from war, you know, okay, you may have a flashback from a bicycle you had accident you had 10 years ago. Now you got PTS, PST, post-traumatic. I can't even speak today. <laughs> PTSD. <laughs> thank you. And, you know, and everybody use that, make that name apl- applicable to their own life crisis. And when in actuality, you really don't know what that is unless you've been in the military. When those boys say they have problems, they mean they have problems. 22 vets kill, um, commit suicide a day in the United States. Yep. That's a long, that's a long, that's a big number. It is. I have a friend who is a former Green Bray and he, he was injured and so <clears throat> had to retire. He had a brain injury. Um, and I mean, he's, you know, he's got his wits all about him, but oh, he, he has suffered. He has suffered the effects of whatever he had to do. And I don't, you know, I don't know what that is that he had to do, but I've seen him and I've had many long conversations with him. In fact, when I was the chair of the Davis County Republican Party, that's when I first got to know him because we were looking for someone to give, um, to recognize as a hero. Mm-hmm. And he was who we chose to recognize. And he was pretty newly retired um, on medical retirement or whatever you call it. And, um, and I just kept up with him. I just saw him the other day and he looked very thin to me and very haggard. And I just, I felt so sad when I saw him because I just know his, I know his struggles. I know so hard. I know how he is so hard, try to overcome those things and, um, be a good dad, be a good husband. And I, you know, I didn't have a chance to talk to him. He's pretty open with me, but I didn't have a chance to talk to him that day, but I could just tell, I could just tell by looking at him that, that he was struggling and I just, my heart just broke. Now you gave me an idea a minute ago about having vets come to the event. How are we reaching out to the vets? So we're going to a lot of the veteran organizations and reaching out to them that way. You know, I know different people who 
are over um, different organizations in different counties. And so we're going to them. And the problem is, and this is so interesting. So another one of our speakers is Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer. And okay. he is actually of Space Force. And okay. he was recently discharged from the Space Force because he was trying to, he was fighting against the wokeness that's taking over the military and, and just trying to make people aware of how much damage it's doing to the military and ultimately to our country. Mm-hmm. And finally, they just said, you're done. And they fired him. And so he's speaking out about it. And he's one of our speakers and, and it's going to be phenomenal. He's not the only veteran that we have speaking. We have a number of them speaking, Lieutenant or um, Admiral um, Kubik. And we have Tom, Tom Hatton. And um, we have, I think we have another one, but I, I can't think of who it is right now. And um, uh, I think I'll stop trying to think of who it is, but anyway, um, we're, we're reaching out to them, um, you know, in those ways and just every way we can just, you know, like what, right. What we're doing right now, mm-hmm. you know, letting them know. And, and, and we want, we feel like we're recommending the age to come 12 and up. And the reason why we are recommending 12 and up is because we feel like we need to let our youth know what is happening. They're going to shoulder the burden of what is going on. For years and years and years to come, there, there is no way we are going to overcome what we are facing right now as a nation in a, in, in a decade. You're right about that. The effort that is behind the scenes trying to destroy America, because ultimately that is what is what it is about. Certain people, whoever they are, and other people who are instruments for them, like Biden, um, I really believe their effort is to diminish or destroy America. And you know, we, we need to wake up. It's funny that you mentioned that because this morning at coffee, every, every, other, every other morning I, I meet with a group of people, conservatives. And uh, the question was put to me, and, the, and that question was, so do you really think they can conquer the United States with their stupidity? I said, actually, they can. As long, as long as we stay asleep, it can happen because, you know, evil works in, in the dark. And if you want yeah. these people to only use your mind during the day, the <laughs> night crawlers will get you. That's right. And we are we are those. And people don't understand this. Tina, it's 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 a crazy world we live in now. It's not the same as when we were kids. Yeah, we definitely live in the America where we now have to tell our children what it once was to be an American. You know, we 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 do live in a different way. And I mean, we I really believe I mean, when I was a teenager, I remember feeling alarmed by what I saw or at least what my father saw. You know, that's probably really where my awareness came from is as our freedom slipping away. But, you know, compared to that day now, wow, it's it's hugely different. And um, I I just think. You know, I feel like we are in the last time of really being able to wake up. And that's really, again, what this event is about. It's about shedding the light on the dark or shining the light on the dark. Because when you shine the light on the dark, what happens? 
the darkness dis- okay. the darkness dissipates. Dissipate. You know, you walk into a room full of cockroaches, the lights hit the light hits the room and the cockroaches they go hide. That's not a good thing, but well, yeah, that's what that's what Democrats are. Right? <laughs> that's just me speaking as myself. But, you know, the thing is, though, but the problem I'm seeing, in, you know, when we speak and I'm on the air and I get um, emails. The problem is, Tina, that. It may hit some people right slap damn in the face and they still will say um, that's not true. You know, when you tell people that Biden is the reason why we have gasoline and diesel fuel so high, they will literally say, you know, uh, Trump started it. (laughs) This is how this country gets destroyed, because the lack of intelligence for those on the other side or those that don't have the intelligence to realize they're being played and they are pawn into the destruction of our country and then once it's done, it's hard to get back. It really is. It really is. And, you know, again, you shed another. I this event is going to shine a light, a lot, a lot of light on on these all of these areas because they they all go together. And people just believe, you know, we just believe everything that we hear on the news. And we have to understand that there has been the most uh, betrayal. I mean, it's treasonous what the media has done to America, which is to just be a propaganda tool of those people who really want to destroy America. And I I truly believe that. I mean, that's why we have all these alternative media sources, you know, to talk to people, to try to help people to wake up and 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 to look at things with clear eyes. So. I'm going to give you an example. One of our speakers is named Mindy Robinson. She's a former actress turned investigative journalist. And she um, lives in Las Vegas. She's actually running for an elected position now. But she did an expose on the cover-up of the mass shooting in Las Vegas. Now, think about that for a minute. Have you heard about who killed those 58 people? Are we, are we going to believe the lone gunman story? The guy who was up how many how many flights, you know, with a drilled a little hin- with a hole in the window and pointed his gun out and headshot 58 people. I mean, are we seriously going to believe that? The well, you out. know, anything, you know, here's my take on that as well, Tina. My take on that is that is to try to end the Second Amendment. These mass shootings that are sometimes oh, yeah. weird. Um, it's about mass shootings. Now, who's putting people up to it? I don't know. But, you know, you have enough, there's enough nutcases out there who will sacrifice themselves to get rid of the Second Amendment. It's like January 6th. Somebody asked me this morning, why do you think they're fighting January 6th? I said, let me tell you why they're fighting January 6th. And people can call this a conspiracy theory all they want, but most of my conspiracy theories have turned out to be correct. January 6th, January 6th is about this 2022 election. They're putting people on notice right now. If you do this crap again after what's going to happen in 2022, November, you're subject to the same legal fist or chokehold of the federal government. 
because they know in 2022, they're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to maintain power. And then when they maintain power and people go berserk and crazy, which rightly so, um, they're going to try to control us with the power that they're going to maintain and remain in power because they doing what they're doing. Because if you notice something about the Repu- Democrats right now, and it pisses me off that Republicans are not speaking out on it. They're not campaigning that hard. They're not. That really makes me suspicious. They're not campaigning we, that hard. We look at, let's look at Biden. He hardly campaigned at all, yet he's now president of the United States. <laughs> let's look at Spencer Cox. He hardly Thank campaigned you. at all, yet he's now governor of the state of Utah. So it's, it is a serious, yeah, it's scary. I thought the same thing. For example, here in Congressional District 1 here in Utah, mm-hmm. We have Blake Moore running against Aunt, um, Andy Badger. Andy Badger, and I don't see Blake Moore signs anywhere. I don't. I've see seen one a billboard. I've seen I, a billboard. Okay, I think maybe I've seen a billboard too. I think you're right, but I have not seen any signs. I have not seen any meet the candidate. No, I haven't seen him come and talk to his constituents. I saw him at I saw him at the convention where he lost. And could hardly speak because he didn't know what to say after those rounds. And he would come back out and he could clearly see he was losing. So, but, but he's not doing anything. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the primary in June. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean it's, it's, it's kind of scary because they're so damn quiet right now. That yeah. is not normally the Democratic Party. Yeah, By I, now, everybody's a racist Every candidate that's a white male or female, they are racist or the misogynist, a xenophobe, homophobe, now transgender phobic, you know? Yeah. You know, but you haven't heard any of that. I know. And, you know, that's another topic that we're going to be discussing, discussing, which is election fraud. Um, And we've got a number of speakers who are going to be speaking about that. Um, So, you know, when... I was, did you sign the secure the vote petition that went around? I did. Okay. So I gathered signatures for that. I I gathered, I probably got 3000 signatures and, um, and I, and I organized a group to go get signatures. And so, but that failed, right? So then Mm -hmm. we go to the, to the, to the legislature who had this pretty much the same, the same things that secure the vote had was at the legislature. And um, <clears throat> I sat in that committee meeting and um, and listened to nine Republican um, le- uh, House of Repre- Representatives mm-hmm. and um, discuss that bill. And they voted down. OK, so there was I was in a committee room that was full of people, over 100 people. On top of that, there were five more rooms that were filled with people. There were 200 people online. And in that six weeks prior was when that when that um, petition was going around and they had twenty eight thousand signatures. So wow. Wow. here they have all of this support because all of that was exactly what secure the vote was, what they had there was exactly what secure the vote was. And so um, I watched, I sat there and watched as six Republicans with all of that show of public support voted against that bill. It was unbelievable to me. And it was a, it was a sign to me that the only way 
that we are going to really make a difference is to clean house. But the problem is voter fraud. And as long as we have those mail-in ballots, I mean, go go watch Janice D'Souza's, D'Souza's 2000 Mules. Yeah. It's scary. It really is scary. You know, I think we should try to put that bill in again. Push it again next session. Yeah, I, I, yeah we're going to get these people elected. I'm going, and then the ones, the legislators that I know, we're going to try it again. We're going to try it again. Because by then, we will be louder more powerful yeah and outspoken right and they so, cater the pressure yeah so i agree with you and again this is another thing we're going to be doing at this event we're going to be organizing a movement we're right. going to we're going to mobilize we're going to understand what it takes to save america and save ourselves so that ultimately is what this is about saving america and you know people um need to just wake up we've got to figure out a mechanism or trigger to wake people i look 2020 21 22 that may not even be a big enough trigger to get people to uh wake up you know people are feeling it in their pockets right now but a lot of people look at it tina as if oh it's just high gas prices right now they're not yeah. looking at the bigger picture of the cabal and what they're trying to do. They don't look in, you know, every time we turn around, there's something that trigger us for division. Now it's abortion. You know, that's yeah. been another now obstacle to get us divided. These people keep pushing division, pushing division, pushing division, and pushing division. Yeah. And people got to wake up before they get pushed over the cliff because the wrong time to think about this, the moment you over the cliff. That's the That's point right. of no return. And That's we've right. got to figure out, you know, events, public gatherings. I mean, in our state, we shouldn't be having a lot of problems that blue states have. That's right. And so I, I've had numerous conversations with people the last couple of days that are saying, Tina, what is going on with Utah? What is going on with Utah? Utah needs to be like Florida, like Arizona. We need Utah to stand up and make a difference. So we really have, we've just got to do that. So they need to come to this event. And if you are, if anybody who is hearing this right now, you need to go to utahlibertyfestival.com, purchase your ticket right now. Please don't wait. We need, we want to know how many people are coming. The early bird special ends on Saturday. The ticket prices are low. We've made them low so that families can bring their children. We really want the children that I should say the youth, the youth to come. They need to be aware of what is going on. And there's so there's so much more that I haven't said, like uh, like Senator or um, Representative Matthew Cawthorn. He's going to be there. Super inspirational, especially for the millennial, for the millennial group. Um we're going to have Mike Brown there. We're going to have Jonathan Harvey there. We're going to have representatives. That's to me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> we're super excited to hear from John. Um, we're going to have a, a lot of our own, Phil Lyman, um, Sophie and Jen. They're going to be talking about election fraud, but we have all of these national speakers also. And it's just going to be an amazing event. And if you never, I'm going to toot my own horn real quick. Uh, when I speak at an event, I don't cut back. I'm candid. 
I mean, I've said everything I said in this show. I say in these events, I say to the white Americans, stop keeping your mouth shut. Yeah. Stop being those people that are afraid to be called a racism or all the other ridiculous names that the Democrat bestow upon you guys. See, they're trying to make you feel as if being white, being white is your weakness. So you can't say anything. You know, people say to me all the time, Tina, John, we can't say that. Well, no, you can't. You just can't be fearful of what the consequences may be. And that maybe they call you a racist. Who gives a rat's ass? Yeah. Who care? The truth is the truth. So I get sick and tired of this stuff when I'm speaking, when I'm at an event, you know, people come up and say, hey, John, we can't say this. I, no, no, stop it. Stop it. This is a freaking war. We're not, I'm not trying to win a war with marshmallows. They stow rocks, I'm throwing bricks back. That's how I roll. And the people that listen to me, we all feel that way. It's time that we stop being the party that's the pushovers, the push arounds. That's for sure. You know, don't tiptoe around us, damn it. Yeah. We need to don't stop you pretend I'm Bob Wire. We are Bob Wire. You come yeah, at us, we're going to poke the hell out of you. Tina, look, I got one minute left, and uh, I want to say it's been a pleasure. I want to say I love it when people are such as effort doing things, great things in the state of Utah for, for patriots, veterans, what we stand for as conservatives. And uh, I've been in this movement for less about a year and a half now. And uh, to me, I've learned a lot. It's forced me to learn a lot. And uh, it's been a blessing in most in most cases. Anything you want to say before we leave? We got about 15 seconds. You know, I would just say that um, there's a lot of reasons to come to this event. When people come together, it creates a synergy, momentum. It helps you know that other people are with you. They believe the same way. And and they're people need to come to this event. It's, it's just going to be so amazing. And it's just going to be that shot in the arm that's going to really help everyone. Oh, Tina, I appreciate you being here. If you guys ever need me again, I'm always available. You have a great rest of your week and a great weekend. And ladies and gentlemen, I love you all as always. You have a great weekend. My name is John Harvey. I'm your host of the Modern Conservative Podcast.